This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today, on the podcast, we continue through, this is season three, working through the New Testament, working through the Gospels, yes, and focusing in on the Gospels. We're continuing through the book of Matthew, and I'm excited about today's title, today's topic, From Moses to Messiah, Ooh. and looking through the book of Matthew with some different things in mind. I, I will say, I've, I've heard some of this taught before, um, and I'm pretty excited about what we're going to find out today. Okay. I'm clueless about it. I'll just go ahead and say that right off the gate. Okay. Well, well good thing is we're starting off the same every week. So <laughs> If I I feel like if I know the answers, it just won't be as fun. No, it's true. The journey needs to be enjoyable as well. Yeah, you're on it with us. We want to learn and we want to have fun. So let's just dive right in. Well, last week we talked a little bit about the different uh, ways Matthew kind of breaks down, and and that was a, a it was a great insight. But this week we're going to look at. Well, I'm going to let you talk about. It. You tell us exactly. Yeah, we're going to look at numbers. To start with, because last numbers. week we talked a little bit about numbers, right? Uh, particularly the number seven. That's Remember right. Remember that? I and we talked about seven divisions of Matthew. Yes. We talked about, talk about seven in the genealogy, which we'll get mm-hmm. to today. We talked about seven petitions in the Lord's Prayer. Yes. We talked about the seven loaves of bread in the feeding of the 4,000. We talked about the seven brothers when we talked about uh, who, whose husband will be yours in the resurrection. Yeah. We talked about seven woes. To the Pharisees. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> and then we talked about 70 times seven. How many times do you forgive the one who's hurt you? That's now, right. the number seven, let's not forget, is not the number of perfection. People, That's what I would have guessed. People think that's it's the I number thought. of perfection. Okay. No. Uh, it, it, in a sense, it could be, but that's a lower level definition. Yeah. The number seven in the Hebrew mind is the number of completion, mm. totality, yeah. finality. Okay. It's done. You don't need to add anything to it. It's is it any wonder that God created seven days of the week? Mm. There's we don't need another day. Yeah, we don't need six. It's, it's not enough. Yeah, the number six is also an interesting number too because remember numbers mean something. And, mm-hmm. and let me just give the disclaimer before you start looking for a number every <laughs> under every rock and cranny of the New Testament. Well, first of all, that's what you do. I do that. Okay, yes, I do do that. But the disclaimer is important. Well, I do that because I've studied this for so long that, um, well, yeah. Yeah. And and I I even maybe overstep on something. But uh, I'd rather rather you look than not look at all. Because the problem with with a lot of people is that they're not looking at all. Yeah. And so I'd rather you look and try to find. Okay, Uh, the number six is an interesting number because... When you find the number six, it's always yeah. the number that's not complete. Mm. It is insufficient. Okay. It is not enough. Give you a pop quiz. In the book of John, mm-hmm. if you're listening, this is good for you. In the book of John, mm-hmm. which, what account early on in the ministry of Jesus do we find something using the number six? The number of six early in the ministry of John. It's, it's a glaring thing. In the life of Jesus. A glaring thing in the life of Jesus. Well, now that you mention that, I have no yeah, absolutely okay. Let me bring no it close clue. home. It's at a wedding. I'll give you a hint. It's at a wedding. Okay, it's at a wedding. Six. Hmm. There are six things at this wedding that Jesus calls for. 
Is it the six cisterns? Yes. Thank Bingo. Goodness. He got it. Wow. Yes, he got it. Woo. Okay. What's interesting is Jesus says, and we'll talk about this passage in, in, in a couple months. But what, yeah. I'm already getting excited about yeah. it. Oh, just yeah. thinking about it. Oh, this is cool. Because what Jesus does is he, go, he goes to a Jewish festival. Yeah. He starts his ministry to the Jews. And okay. he's going to teach them just, I think, with the number of water jugs mm-hmm. for purification. Remember, they use these jugs for purification, for entrance into a relationship with God, acceptance by mm-hmm. God. Jesus is going to use those jugs to make the wine for the party. And another insight, weddings are always the signifying of the coming of God, the jubilee of God, if you think about it. The nation was built on a marriage connection. I mean, we'll talk about this maybe one day, but in Exodus, when Moses comes down with the law, Mm -hmm. he says to the people, this this is the marriage agreement of God, the the Ten Commandments, the 613 commandments. Do you accept? And the people respond like they would at a wedding. Hmm. We will do all these things. We agree. In a sense, what Moses is, he's the officiator between the people and God. Hmm. In a marriage connection, I wrote about this in my book here now, in a marriage connection between the people and God. Hmm. So the nation is built on a marriage. The nation and the the people of God will end with a marriage where Christian and Jew, Gentile and Jew, will gather together at a marriage supper Hmm. For the Lamb, for the signifying of wow. the perfect relationship with God and man. So our whole our whole lives are bookended with mm-hmm. the marriage. And isn't it any wonder that the first miracle, the first ministry assignment of Jesus mm-hmm. is at a marriage? Wow. Think about that. So when you're thinking of the six cisterns, you should be reading that going, because it's the number six, there's something more to this story. Yeah, no, here's, I'll give you the punchline. The number six means that the system that got you here is insufficient. Because remember, six is incomplete. Mm -hmm. Seven is complete. Mm -hmm. There is something lacking, I think Jesus Uh, is saying without saying, in the system that got you here. Wow. Okay, but that's not and what all we're that's talking, extra. But that's that, not what we're talking about today. Just, I like that. That's just that, extra. So what you were trying about. to do with all that was to give a warning. You can look for these numbers, but don't put too much weight on uh, finding these numbers. Well, I, I would say you could you can look for them and then try to find some cross references and insights. In yeah. fact, I've written two books on this yeah. on this very thing, and. Um, just because you don't know who to trust and what's right. right. Yeah. So one of them was The Forgotten Jesus. Mm-hmm. That has a lot of them. Yes. And then Here and Now, which is the second book that has right. a few as well. That's okay, great. let's get into the number seven Okay. as we launch into the life of Jesus. I also said this, I'm pretty sure last week, that there were seven sections mm-hmm. to the book of Matthew. Yep. Did we you, talk about this? I you think you we just did. broke those down. That's yeah, right. Seven sections. We had the We had the... Intro section, mm-hmm. the Sermon on the Mount, section two, mm-hmm. the Commission to the Disciples, section three. Uh, yeah, section three. Mm-hmm. We have the Parables of the Kingdom, section four. We have the Manual on How to Live, section five. We have the Olivet Discourse, section six. And then we have the final parting words, section mm-hmm. seven. So seven's all over. What we're going to do now is get into actual chapter one, verse one. I like where we're headed. We are finally getting into Matthew. Okay. <laughs> so if you have a Bible, if you have an app, or, or a phone, uh, you can turn to Matthew 1. one. Now, it's better to see this on a Bible because, mm-hmm. or, or, a, or an iPad so you can kind of see it bigger. But yeah. uh, one, of the things, one of the things we see right out the gate, and remember, what Matthew is trying to do is show that Jesus is the new Moses. Mm. Why was Moses so important for the Old Testament? 
uh, because he delivered the people. Yes, he led he them was out a, of captivity. He was a deliverer, but they also referred to him as what? Um, Their save. Savior? Your, yeah, yeah, I, did, savior. I did not know that. Yes, They, they call, referred to him as their savior. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Well, that's a good what did, point. What did that's he save point. them from? Captivity. Yeah, in Egypt. Persecution, slavery. Notice the connection. Moses saved them from the bondage of the Egyptians. Yeah. Jesus comes to save us from the sin that encapsul- right. encapsulates us or uh, enslaves us. Okay, so... What, what, what Matthew is doing is setting the stage that Jesus is the new Moses, but he's also setting the stage, remember, that Jesus is the son of David. Yes. So it starts with an account of the genealogy. Mm-hmm. Why is genealogy important in the Old Testament? In the Old Testament? Yes. Because it shows the connection between God's promises and how he delivers that through his people. That's exactly right. And it shows who your father's father's grandfather is. Mm. And remember, they're trying to figure out who the Messiah is. Right. Okay. So right away we see the word genealogy. It's a callback to Genesis chapter 5 and Genesis chapter 11, Mm. where you have two instances of these long genealogies Mm -hmm. of the history from Adam until Noah, and then you have another one with the table of nations. And so you have these genealogies there, okay? Then you have the son of David, the son of Abraham, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, once you start picking up, you realize there's a list of genealogical names. Yeah. Another callback, I think, is Exodus 6, 14 through 25, which is another genealogy. So there's a bunch of genealogies in the Old Testament. Typically, many, they're boring to read. Yeah, many if I'm of which, just being honest. Yeah, many of which we don't yeah. read. But but now we have this New Testament genealogy yes. to give insight to the Old. And I'll give you one insight before the break. If you read from verses 2 through 6, you will notice the names of a few women. In fact, if you pick mm-hmm. up uh, ver- the end of verse 6, you'll get four women. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tamar, yes. Rahab, Ruth... And Uriah's wife, who we know as who? Bathsheba. Okay? Mm, And the question we're going to leave hanging, we'll answer after the break is, why are these four women in the genealogy of the perfect Savior Messiah, Jesus? Mm, That's a good question. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back, continuing to work through from Moses to Messiah. And we were walking through genealogy. You asked the question, why are these ladies in the genealogy particularly? And now we need an answer to that question. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. an interesting question. I, I'm not sure. But I would like to know the answer to that question. Okay. The insight about this passage, I think, uh, or, or the purpose of this genealogy is, mm-hmm. Matthew is trying to follow the genealogy from Abraham all the way down to Joseph, but he ends with Mary. Hmm. He ends with Mary. Have yeah. you ever thought about that? 
He, sa- he says, if you notice it, right. verse 16, And Jacob fathered Joseph, the husband of Mary, mm-hmm. who gave birth to Jesus, who is called the Christ. Now, yes. why does he end, in any idea here, just think it off the top of your head, any idea why he ends with Mary? Um, because that's Jesus' mother. Mm, I like the way you're I mean, that, I like the way you're That's here. the simple answer, I'm, I'm assuming. I, I, I'm not sure what the deeper answer might be. but Okay, let me give you another insight. Very practical. Let me give you another uh, piece to the puzzle. Okay. If you go to Luke chapter 3, Luke is the other New Testament gospel that contains a genealogy. Okay. Luke chapter 3, verse 23. And it begins like this. As he began his ministry, Jesus was 30 years old and was thought to be the son of Joseph, son of Heli, son of Math, Mathet, son mm-hmm. of Levi. If you notice, in the genealogy of Luke, Mary's name is omitted. Hmm. Interesting. Now we've got two pieces of the puzzle. Let's go back to Matthew, and I'll show you what I think is happening here. All four of these women have one thing in common. They have a few things in common. Well, one major thing. What's the major thing, if you're listening? What is the major thing they have in common? What is the major thing they have in common? Okay. They... they, uh... I don't know. They have checkered past. I was going to mention that, but I was not 100% sure on Ruth. Okay. Checkered past. They they had past that weren't uh, acceptable to the Jewish nation. They were outcasts, if you will. Yes. They were unacceptable by the the standards of the Jewish culture, okay? And I think what Matthew is showing us by by throwing these four names, and you could do studies on these four names, Mm -hmm. which is so amazing. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and, and it's another another insight. Why Uriah's wife and not Beth Sheba? Why not just say Beth Sheba? That is a great question. Why not even say why not say Uriah? Hmm. You know, he could have been Uriah, but they said Uriah's wife. Yeah. Because Uriah was a Hittite. Okay? So they just they didn't even mention her name, which is I think is interesting. Hmm. But but that's not the point. Here's the point. The the reason these four women I think are here right out the gate is to show people, because you got to understand, there was a lot of question about Mary. Yeah. Was Mary, uh, was Mary birthing a son out of wedlock? Mm-hmm. Uh, was Mary less than acceptable? Yeah. There were a lot of negative comments about Mary. What about, did you hear Mary, did, or Mary came from here? She's not of royalty. Yeah. She's not of social status. Mm-hmm. And I think what Matthew's showing us is this, and this is obviously he's reporting on what God did. God is showing us, don't let the negative comments about Mary mm. checker your opinion about how God's going to use her mm-hmm. to be the mother of the son, because he's already done this. Yeah, He did this with Rahab. Mm. He's done this with Ruth. He did this with Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, yeah. and he did it with Tamar. And if he did it with those women, yeah. then he can do it with me. And I right. think that's so encouraging. Why? Because that gives us hope. Yes. <laughs> because yes. we have all dropped it as well. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, you may think, well, I don't have a dad who's a pastor. Uh, I don't. I don't come from nobility. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of money. Uh, I don't have a lot of connections in the Christian life. Could God use me? Yeah. And the answer is that's exactly who God's looking for, mm-hmm. right? God's looking for those who don't look much to themselves as thinking there's much to offer, right? I mean, these these women really didn't have much to offer to the Lord when the Lord called them, and yet they were included in the list of the genealogy of the Messiah. That is great. I think it's interesting to think about. A couple connections between David and and Jesus, and then we'll get to 
and then we'll get to Moses and we'll leave you with All a right. cliffhanger, okay? We talked about gematria. Gematria mm-hmm. is the study of numbers. Right. Okay? Numbers are assigned to the letters, here it is, of the Hebrew uh, language. Mm-hmm. So the Hebrew alphabet actually is assigned, every letter is assigned a number. Okay. And the numbers can be connected back to the letters. So mm. Aleph, one. Bait, two. Gimel, three. Dalit, four. Uh, hate, five. Vav, six. Okay, off the top of my head. The only reason I know that is I remembered, I remembered the Hebrew alphabet in a song. Aleph, bait, and gimel, dalit, hey, and bob, and zai, and yate, and cake, and yod, and often. I can't remember. We need to. <laughs> we need That's to have the best rendition, but that is how I remember the song. If we could just put that to music, I feel like that would be a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, okay, back on track. Okay. So, if Aleph, Aleph is one, bait is two, dalit's four, hate is five, vav is six then what you can actually do is look at the genealogy of Jesus, okay? Yeah. Every person's name in the sections of the genealogy, okay? There are three right. different sections. The names include the number, or, or, or the sum total of the number 14. Right. 14 generations in the first section, mm-hmm. 14 generations in the second section, 14 generations in the third section, okay? The number 14 is divisible by what? Seven. Seven. In fact, if we look at verse 17, we see all the generations of Abraham to David were 14, divisible by seven. All the generations from David to Babylon, 14, divisible by seven. And then exile to Babylon, 14, divisible by seven. Okay? Yeah. Not only the names divisible by seven, but the actual name of David, which is the point of the genealogy. Mm. It's interesting. If you assign numbers, which if you, if you don't believe me, you just look up numerology in the mm-hmm. Hebrew language. It's called gematria, G-E-M-A-T-R-I-A. I'm not making this up. With another word of caution. I mean, just, caution uh, for Christians, but caution, Jewish yeah, people yeah. would have no oh, problem sure, with sure. this. Hebrew people would have no problem I'm just with saying this. there are those out there who take it too far. Yeah, no, no, we're not talking about the Bible code here. Right, right. That's different. Right. Exactly. I'm not talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about cross-referencing letters right, and a right. crossword puzzle to predict Nostradamus. Yeah. You know, who's I mean, going to win the next election? Well, we can look at these yeah, verses. No, or the JFK assassination. We're not talking <laughs> right. about any of that. Okay? Right. We are talking about actual numbers connected to letters. Now, watch this. If you take the name David, mm-hmm. in Hebrew, you got to remember there are no vowels. DVD. DVD. Yeah. The original DVD. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> the original DVD. Okay. <laughs> DVD, David, if you assign a value to the letter. Hmm. So D, if you remember, Chris, is the mm-hmm. number what? Four. Four. V, nah. Vav, is the number what? That I don't know. Six. Really? Yeah. Aleph, Bate, Gimel, Dalit, okay, Hate, right, Vav, got it, got it. I was going further down in the lineup. And the other, the other D is what? Uh, still four. Still four. Okay. If you add that up, you get four, the number. Four, six, four. Which is what? Thirteen close four six four 14 you can't get an odd number from all even numbers okay i'm not good at math (laughs) for the record 14 14 okay now what's interesting is 14 is divisible by what seven even the name david is divisible by seven now if you want to take it a step further which you know i always like to do david lived how many years according to second samuel chapter five verses four through five 
Um, that's a good question. I'm going to say it's divisible by seven, whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> 70. 70. 70 wow, years. Wow, that was an so easy So David one. is another 70. Okay, let's leave you with the cliffhanger, which we'll pick up next week, about Moses yes. to the Messiah. What are the connections? Because I said earlier, not only is he trying to prove David, he's trying mm-hmm. to prove Moses. Now that we've proved he's the son of David, what is going to happen in Matthew is there's going to be a series of events that are going to prove that Jesus and Moses are connected. Okay. I'm going to give you four of them. Your homework assignment is to find a few more. Okay. Okay. The first one is this. Moses, when he begins his ministry, Mm -hmm. takes the people out of Egypt toward the promised land. Yes. When Jesus is a baby, shortly after he's born, his parents have to leave Bethlehem and go to where for protection? Egypt. Egypt and wait for the king or the leader to die. And then, according to Hosea... Hmm. The Messiah will come out of what? Egypt. That's right. Okay. So Moses brings people out of Egypt. Jesus as a baby comes out hmm. of Egypt. The second thing is Moses immediately is going to cross the Red Sea. He's going to take yes. the people through the water, in a sense, the baptismal waters, mm-hmm. although it wasn't that. It's a, it, it's a nod to that. Yeah. Jesus begins his ministry, and he's going to John to be what? Baptized. If anybody didn't need to be baptized, yes, it was Jesus. And yet now he is going through the water. Hmm. The third thing is, after they come through the water of the Red Sea, what are they going to do? They're going to they're going to go spend how many years they're in the wander. desert? Forty years. Forty years in the desert. Yes. Is it any accident that Jesus, hmm. after he is baptized? is going to spend how many days in the desert? 40 days. 40 days in the desert. And then the final one, when Moses comes down from the mountain, he is going to come down from 40 days with God. Hmm. He comes down the mountain with two tablets in hand, which contain the what? The Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments or the law. Yes. Jesus takes his disciples after he begins his ministry to the side of a cliff mountain or a hillside mountain, and he's going to sit down and give them what? The Sermon on the Mount? Yes. Law. Hmm. Now, Jesus is greater than Moses yes. in a couple of ways. Number one is Jesus is going to deliver us once and for, for all from slavery. Mm-hmm. Moses couldn't do that. Jesus is going to give us divine teaching straight from God himself, and he's going to explain some of this teaching. His mm. yoke is different. Jesus is going to save us from sin. Moses couldn't do that. Yes. And finally, Jesus is going to do what Moses was incapable of doing, and that is give us the new covenant Ooh. with God. And so Jesus okay. obviously is greater than Moses, but that doesn't keep Matthew from trying to show us yes. all the connections That's amazing. between Moses, who was the poster on the wall of every Jewish boy, mm. And he's going to say Jesus is better than him. Wow. That's some great insight. And we will continue with it as we work through the New Testament, as we work through, I'm sorry, the Gospels. And uh, if you have a chance and you enjoy the podcast, do us a favor and text a friend right now and uh, send them a link to the podcast. Get, rate the podcast. If you want to give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast, that is the most helpful way uh, that you can help us out here. Appreciate you listening today. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church 
by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.